you're asking too many questions, so therefore you are forward. We have been um, trained to shut up, literally, not to speak. That is why a lot of people are not confident enough, okay? Because right. then, hey, they are not sure. Because sometimes it's a tradition, it's culture. That is what it basically stems from. So you're a child, you don't know anything about it. Like, say, somebody dies. Oh, the person died before the age of 35. So we ought to wear black and white. Then you ask why. They'll tell you when you die before 35, you have to. Mm -hmm. But why? <laughs> that is how it is done. That is the culture. You mm -hmm. millennial children, you think you know, but you don't. So it's a question. Right. Why? You will right. not get an answer. You get it. Mm -hmm. So that is how we are trained. Yeah, it's been three years now since I said bye to Mary Jane. In my life, I've seen much, much, much improvement. Everything about my life has improved. My my relationship with my family, my finances, my focus, my ambitions, like everything about my life has just improved so well. And I'm thankful for God for what he's doing in my life. That's really amazing. And that, the, the data shows that one in four of us, all right, in the course of our lifetimes, will uh, have been affected by a mental illness one in four of us and i think that there's also a lot of shaming in church and so people want to be perfect they don't want to uh appear weak they don't want to you know i mean granted it'll be all sinners but for some reason no one wants to admit that they sin like you know it's, it, there's a lot of shaming involved in the church you know and i know a lot of people who struggled with that and um you know, shaming is never good. I have a personal story where I felt rejected by the church that I grew up in and spent hours and hours playing for because of something as, in my opinion, as ridiculous as how my hair was cut. Like, I mean, you know, it's, mm. it's, and I, I have never felt that much rejection before. That was very painful. It took me uh, several years to get over that. But I mean, you, you treat people like that in a church, a place where they're supposed to feel welcome. I mean, it's not gonna, where else are they supposed to? Welcome to Mental Health in the Messiah. This is a special segment of the We Seal Genesis podcast that focuses on bringing mental health awareness from the diaspora to the continent, especially in Ghana. And now, today's episode. Love is love, but Christ is love. Hey, 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 it's another episode of the We Seal Genesis podcast, specifically our mental health segment which is the mental health and the messiah and i just want to say that i thank god so much and i'm just so grateful that you know i pray to god to give me more inspiration to be able to keep this segment going and he's been really doing amazing things and as you all know i am shadia i am your host for this amazing podcast and my inspiration that birthed this podcast was a conception of a closer relationship that I discovered in solitude during the 2020 infamous COVID lockdown. Um, and I've talked about this a lot into detail in earlier episodes, so you can go back. And I have a lot of episodes for you, so you can binge on the various episodes. But yeah, I'm really grateful for that. And I'm also really grateful that the inspiration that had me start this podcast was that I would specifically get bouts of energy or information or wisdom on a topic and I would record right away. 
when this podcast first debuted, um, it went live on the Apple podcast chart. It didn't really... I, I wouldn't say I would take the like that that fame of the podcast go like really like going viral or anything like that is just that it's amazing that every time I post an episode there's at least close to over 1500 people who listen to it and that's the energy that keeps me going and I really appreciate everyone who keeps sharing this podcast it is my joy that in my own little way, I am able to spread some good news about the Lord and um, just take my responsibility up as a believer and just draw more people to the fountain of Christ. Like, that's really what I love to do. So um, so back to the story of how this podcast began. Of course, it wasn't only a bonding journey about loving God or Christ, but also discovering the importance of my place in his creation, importance of being a woman and developing femininity. And of course, you can also find this in my book where I talk about the foundations of me rediscovering uh, my femininity and purpose as a woman and leaving out control um in my book girl surrender which is on amazon i'll put the link in this podcast but i love how this is going and i love how god is giving me various insights and i do know that um i am taking my place on earth to do what god has called me to do and to bring purpose to a lot of young people and i'm just really grateful so i had a sudden understanding of how important god loved women and the many ways Christ looked out for women who'd be like societal rejects in the eyes of men or other women. And um, when you do an analysis as I did, and that's how come I came with this name, We Seal Genesis. Um, if you really want, if you, if you want me to do an episode on how this name came about, I can redo it. I can remix it. I can bring up something, but um. When you do a deep analysis of our place on earth as women in the way God sees us, you would be so amazed. Like, I'll just give you a, a little, little intro into We Still Genesis where or how I came about that name because we were the last creation that sealed all of God's creation. And at the same time, we, we are the first to officially make God's you know goal of spreading humanity bringing more human beings on earth like we have that responsibility and that's huge we play such a huge role in 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 God's story it's crazy and I feel like when we talk about self-love and you know self-worth um, this can help a lot of women understand what they mean to God so I'd like us to focus our thoughts on an exclusive story in the Bible today um, on the mental health and the Messiah on the topic of self-worth and self-love and knowing Christ on a more personal level. So hooray, I got engaged on May 14th of this year, three days after my 33rd birthday. It's such a great year for me. It's really important. I love the number 33 um, for personal reasons and for my journey with Christ. And um, I was telling my fiance actually earlier today on a phone call that 
know, I'm really grateful for him because when I think about how far we've come, you know, becoming friends and um, for me finding myself again, even though I even though I had that solitude moment with God in 2020, you know how things can be. We need to be consistent as believers. Obviously, not being consistent made me fall back to the worldly things that weren't working for me. And again, I was blinded again. So hey, this journey is really important to be really, really um, close to God. But um, this man has been the most loving, supportive, and non-judgmental person I've ever met in my life, besides my father. And may his soul rest in peace. Um, but come to think of how a year and four months prior, I super rejected his love is my reason for having so much gratitude and believing in the saying that God does look out for those who search for him because God knew my heart and he knew the kind of thing I was looking for. He knew the kind of relationship I wanted to be committed to. So even though I fell short in certain ways, I believe that was kind of like my down payment for this man continuously and persistently pursuing me um, until I found love. Or I found the love that was good for me. So this episode is dedicated to my fiance, Daniel. I love you so much. Thank you so much for the inspiration that you continue to to build into me. Um, and I also really want to thank God as well. So this exclusive story that I'm talking about is so pivotal in, you know, redefining what God can do with a woman who does not believe in themselves due to shame, due to guilt, what people think, past mistakes, name it all. Because because of this, they reject love, like healthy interactions. Like, I don't know, there's like so many people I follow on YouTube, so many healthy channels regarding relationships. Um, I'll try to put the link of one of the creators that I really follow when it comes to relationships and um, she talks about attachment styles and made me really go into looking at these things. And sometimes, believe it or not, you reject, as a woman, you reject things that are good for you because you're, you're, you're so um, accustomed to the negative or the, the bad things. And I say women because this affects a lot of us in, in choosing like people that we want to be in relationships with. We're all over the place sometimes. And kudos to everyone out there or every woman out there who's got it together who on the first try in any type of relationship be it marriage or you know just dating or courting you got it right that's really good um but there's like a whole bunch of people who are lost when it comes to this and i and i'd say like spend some more time knowing yourself um and and you know reading books and reading the bible and discovering yourself um, a lot of us have made mistakes in the past, perhaps because we never also had advice from trusted adults, especially older women in our lives to spearhead some direction in our, you know, gift of interaction uh, with men or with the opposite sex. So sometimes our past may include like abusive upbringing, trauma at an early age, rejection from our own mothers, emotional abuse from our fathers, damaging relationships, heartbreaks, you know, where we may be in 
be be with someone who is a wrong fit from us for us i mean in a situation just desperately looking to be heard or seen but it's like this person that you're trying to be heard or seen with cannot see that in you like that's a wrong fit you know how they have the babies when they have their little play toys when they're putting a star in a circle and it just doesn't fit that is what we look like when we are trying to you know give ourselves to people who don't really see our value because they are the wrong fit and i and it does say in the bible that you know you can't give your pearls to pigs because they'll never understand the value of it but why would you even give your pearls to pigs in the first place if that is happening it means that there's something that we need to look at and correct and i'm grateful that christ comes into these kind of situations these kind of situations that other human beings say hey you're not fit. Hey, you've been used. Hey, you've slept with so many people. So you're not fit for marriage and all of that. I mean, that's not really what Christ does for you. Christ does more. Some of these other, you know, mistakes for my past could be rushed decisions to be married or to fit into societal acceptance, um, cultural beliefs that, you know, have tied us down to endure abuse just to portray to the outside world that we got it all figured out and just maybe you know guilt from abortion having children at the wrong season with the wrong person you know you have to check out that story about ishmael in the bible um a lot of people say children are a gift from god and i believe so but sometimes when god is not ready or the season that you're in is not ready to nurture that child what you're doing is putting that child in a situation that is not never going to be beneficial to them ishmael went through so much because of one decision that his stepmother had to make to bring him into the world when it wasn't god's time and a lot of people will say, okay, when is God's time? But when it's God's time, you will know. You will feel it because he's going to do it. Um, so, you know, those are some of the things that can set us back. And I'll leave this here for you to insert your own story about what past, you know, choices have led you a prisoner to your own, you know, self-worth. And these past can you know, become imagery or imaginary labels that we make visible in our minds that can be very detrimental to moving past and taking charge of our healthy future relationships and possibilities. And I can't hammer on this point enough, but I what I said was these pasts can be imaginary labels we make visible in our minds that can be detrimental to moving past and taking charge of our healthy future relationships because you find yourself in this hole and instead of you coming out of this hole the hole keeps getting deeper and you keep falling further because you're not reaching out to the right source it's really really important to reach out to the right source and that's why uh, many times it's not just about like praying and do all of these things prayer is really good i think that prayer brings your attention or prayer leads you to the renewal of the mind um but there's nowhere in this story where we actually see that this samaritan woman or this amazing story i don't know if i've already told you what the story is about but yeah i haven't told you but yeah quick quick insights into what we are talking about we're talking about the samaritan woman and um you know it's the renewal of her mind that she needed to break free from the mental slavery scenarios that had been occurring in her life and that's same for us too if you if you can't like 
again, in the Bible, it says that you can't put new wine in old wineskins. So you have to change that container, you, how God sees you, how you see yourself in order to be able to accept the good that God has for you so that it's going to be God's will for you. And you're going to get so much as bonus. Um, remember, Solomon asked for wisdom and he even got further. Like he got added so much to him. So it comes to the same with this. Like don't rush with anything. God has already got you. Like you're a woman. You already know that you have God. You, you're in God's special place. So you don't have to worry. Now, the story of the woman at the well is very important. Um, you know, in this season and this topic that I'm talking about because we can all learn a thing or two from from them like as a woman you definitely have something that is holding you back that is not making you full or healthy or most women are going through that so for me I resonate with it because the first thing is that solitude is where this Samaritan woman found her place in Christ. Sometimes technology has made it so easy for us to post our feelings after a breakup or like when we're not feeling so great or like a week before our period, you know, we go crazy. And instead of reasoning in silence, we go and post these things and we distract ourselves. Sometimes we're not, you know, doing the right thing. Like, Maybe like not opening up to friends about the problem is best because you need to have that quiet time to think. And often that quiet time will lead you to a place of even more peace than the problem. Sometimes not telling people the problem is what's going to solve it, but being quiet and letting God give you that wisdom. And with all the noise in the world today, this is where we can meet the Messiah only in the quiet solitude place. That's where Christ comes. That's where Christ met the woman of the world. He didn't meet her in the midst of people. He didn't meet her anywhere else. It was when she was in her silence that he decided to be there for her. So that's how awesome Christ is. And he can come to any woman in shame for one-on-one. He will usually wait until everyone is gone to create a non-judgmental space. And when the healing occurs he will make you tell your own story he won't take the shine for it yeah i need you to read the story of the woman at the well it's very important for you to understand these points that i'm making but basically christ is not a man that he should go around and tell people that hey this is what i did for you no, he doesn't do that. He doesn't even, he, he doesn't gossip like some of your friends do. And guess what? The post is not going to be screenshotted by everyone else and everyone talking about you. This is a personal relationship that you've had with him and your testimony is going to shine everything. So sometimes taking solitude um, and making the best use of it is the first point that I have for you today. So secondly, Jesus has the patience for any woman to come to an understanding of their worth and love. So if you read the story in John 4, you come to understand that in the healing process, the woman does not even see the love and acceptance before her. He doesn't see the worth of Christ. He doesn't know she doesn't know who he is. She is so blinded by like her problems and what she sees in the physical that she doesn't even know what Christ is talking about. But woman listening to this right now 
and to make you see the bigger agenda of Christ when the healing process begins, to make you come to the realization of the power of Christ, that he is about to fill you with something that is, you know, bigger than anything else. So sometimes we need to try to remember to, you know, pray for wisdom to take ourselves out of our past. We can't thrive in the past. If you're in the past, you're not, you're never going to see what's in the future. But I know that by the grace of God, your commitment to Christ is going to be that foundation. It's going to be that down payment for Christ to keep searching for you till you're found. To be that ninety one, that that one in ninety nine that He would come for. To be that person that He's going to wait for. Um, like the story of the lost son, when you go wandering and wandering and wandering, and you come back, He's going to open up His arms wide because He cares for you. So, thirdly, may the Spirit of the Lord cause you to realize and have faith. To know Christ, it, it it took sharing like her lifestyle and non-fulfilling relationships by Christ to make this woman believe. Christ is not a make-believe. There's historical evidence that he lived. So woman, believe. If you don't, Christ will still chase you down till you get to the point. And I've already made this point. He will, he will chase you down to get to the point. He's not... Um, and to report your patterns and cycles that other men have established with you. He is the living water and he will come to you. So just to recap, we talked about importance of solitude. We also talked about the importance of, you know, Christ having that patience for you to come to the understanding of yourself, your self-worth and your uh, and love for yourself. And also... May the Spirit of the Lord cause you in the third point to realize like faith. Faith is very important. It's important to believe. You don't always have to see something to believe. Just take your 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 problems to God and just say to Christ, you know what? This is me. I'm I'm really not the best person right now, but I believe that you, Christ, can make me whole again and see what wonders this comes to you. And finally, what I wanted to say is prepared, be prepared for God's solution. Be prepared for Christ's solution, not yours. The story of the woman at the well never ended with finding the prince um, and living a happily ever after. No, it ends with a testimony of finding herself. The Samaritan woman found herself and performing her kingdom duties now became the important thing in her life because Christ reshifted her mind for her to come back to a place of concentrating on herself and healing herself and making herself better prior to her experiencing anything else. And this is really important because now her duty has now become introducing more people to Christ for them to also experience their own encounters because that's part of the reason why we're here to be able to bring people to Christ for them to find themselves and for them to tell the testimony like Christ wants everyone to live happily ever after not just you so but he's gonna use your story to make a difference in other people's lives so we need to be open as women um to allowing God to use us for what he created and not just like our selfish little um timelines of you know just you know accomplishing certain things that are important to human beings so finding herself and using her gifts where they will be crafted and accepted is what Christ made her discover and that 
is a very good point because she did not have to tolerate her heavy past anymore. She totally forgot about that and now had a chance to write a new story and now had a chance for Christ to write a new story for her. You know, her possibilities became endless. So I just want to stop here by asking you, do you think you have a bigger story regardless of your past? The one that brings light to the darkness of your past? You know what? Share this podcast if it's been a blessing in your life. Thank you so much for joining me. Again, I'll put the links of my book, Girl Surrender, in the link below. And one of the links to one of the YouTubers that I listen to when it comes to finding um, our love pardons. And, you know, just finding, finding out who we are based on psychology and using that information to make better decisions. Thank you so much. Have a very wonderful week and love you loads.